0: Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. In this HR Chat episode, we're going to hear from Zahid Mubarak about HCM and how ISO human resource standards could help shape the new normal of a post-COVID-19 business world. Zahid is the CEO of HR Metrics and Sherm partner in Pakistan. He is a global expert in human capital measurement metrics and analytics and is the only HR leader from Asia to become a member of the ISO Technical Committee 260 for developing global HR standards. Zahid actively participated in HR standard meetings at Washington, London, Melbourne, Rotterdam, Paris, Singapore, Bali and Milan. As a recognition of his contribution, he was elected as global convener of the ISO HR metric standards working group. During his leadership, ISO published two global HR standard specifications, including quality of hire and impact of hire. He has been a speaker at international HR conferences and seminars in Las Vegas, Beijing, Moscow, Baku, Hanoi, and Dubai. He's also the chief editor of HR magazine Workforce Tomorrow. Zahid, welcome to
1: the show. Thank you. Firstly, tell our listeners, what are ISO human resource standards? Like any profession has a certain standards, a certain uh, a document uh, basically meant to uh, cater for the quality needs. So you have the accounting standards, you have the engineering standards, the medical standards. Similarly, ISO has started developing the HR standards because the HR profession is relatively new. So it's basically a document which ensures that your product or your services, since HR services, also, like a product to the customer, to the internal uh, organizations, so uh, they are meant to ensure that all your services need the quality specifications, and they cater for the needs of the all the stakeholders.
0: Okay, thank you very much. Now, um, can you share with our listeners what are some of the business benefits of human resource standards?
1: Uh, i think in terms of benefits uh, they are this it's just like any other standards but i would like to go to some of the broader benefits uh, number one is that with the help of the standards uh, you achieve consistency in what you're doing i would like to give you a small example that say if you're doing a hiring and you want to do it across many territories many regions so you if you have a defined process and defined responsibilities and the clear metrics that what does it mean by the hiring Uh, What are the success indicators? So with the help of this consistency, you can achieve economy of the scale, uh, which in turn lowers down the cost uh, for the organizations, but cost is not just the one factor. The another important factor of the standard is the quality. As I said, when you lay down the expectations, clearly they're documented, you identify the metrics. For example, in hiring, one of the uh, important metrics is the quality of the hire or the retention of the hire. So when these things are clearly written down and you are, have a clear format to provide the information to the people for whom you carry out the hiring.
0: Okay, thank you. Now, um, I've also got a bit of a background in in publishing and, and in events, particularly within the world of HR. And uh, you, you lead a magazine called uh, Workforce Tomorrow. Can you, can you share some of the areas of HCM that it focuses on? And also tell us a bit about the audience.
1: In fact, uh, uh, this is our magazine uh, that is meant to uh, give awareness to the audience about the overall global best practices and the uh, local industry best practices also. So in that context, we have uh, the three domains to cater for the HR analytics, HR competencies and diversity and inclusion. So with the help of this magazine, so we keep, try to keep an active tab on what is happening in the international market and uh, what are the emerging challenges and the opportunities so that uh, our audience, they remain informed, they have a better, have a better pulse of the industry and uh, this helps in their professional development as well.
0: It's time to transform your workplace for good. Espresso.com is the first culture benefits platform designed to help create total community, well-being, and recognition, and with an experience that HR and people love. Join companies like Pinterest, Tesla, Box and ServiceNow who are already using espresso to make their cultures happier and healthier Espressa.com is total well-being and culture benefits reimagined that's e-s-p-r-e-s-a.com and request a demo today the people power is in the platform you just spoke a little bit about challenges there So HR Metrics Consulting has a mission to help organizations become sustainable through inclusive cultural and behavioral change. We are seeing changes in many parts of the world right now, like never before, of course. What what are some of the unique challenges faced by organizations in 2020 as a result of COVID-19?
1: I think uh, uh, these challenges, actually, the world didn't know the, uh, the, the actual source of this, uh, how the things are going to unfold, but definitely there was some kind of, you can say, an early alert that something is going to happen, and I would like to link it with some of the broader movement, uh, which is uh, also pointing to the issues that are happening now. In terms of issues, if you look at, the greatest challenge that the world is facing is the disruption of the supply chain. And I would uh, like to say that it's a disruption of the human supply chain. Because look at these sectors where the people are critically needed, uh, the health sector or any other area where you need people, but you have a shortage of the people. And uh, the concerns for the well-being of the employees uh, puts a a kind of constraint on the organization to operate successfully. So this is one of the biggest challenge. Now, what can be done if you look back Uh, You would find that in the most recently, the World Economic Forum took place and uh, they focused, they identified on this uh, very broader uh, movement, which was called ESG, uh, Environment, Social and Governance. So these are some of the broader challenges and within the ESG movement, the social aspect of the people, how to manage people in the organizations, how your workforce can be helpful uh, to ensure the continuity of the business. And when I and I say the and I would be using this word business more as well. Business does not necessarily mean the commercial activity only. Anything that the organization is doing is the business. So for that matter, the role of the workforce uh, management is becoming more and more critical, and it's becoming uh, to the center stage of the managing the organization. So that's why the word has also transformed. It's it, moving from the human resource to the human capital.
0: Okay. Now, now your organization. Uh, human metrics also facilitates organizations in progressive transformations from from treating diversity as a matter of legal ethical compliance to positioning it as a strategic asset so companies can compete as the us eu canada and elsewhere look to rehire its workforce later in 2020 how can companies do better in implementing processes which ensure that their new hires are more diverse and the human capital processes in place are perhaps more inclusive?
1: So definitely, this is one of the emerging requirements. And again, I would like to link here, uh, this issue with the, uh, the standards, the HR standards which are being developed. And one of those standards is the human capital reporting standards. So I would like to give more detail about it. But in terms of uh, answering your question, that uh, diversity is one of the uh, key areas where you are relying on the skill set of the people, regardless of their religion, regardless of their background, the color, creed, caste, or uh, geography, or the nations. And this is how you can capitalize, because in the most recent phenomenon I have seen physically, that the companies in the Silicon Valley, uh, they are not shy of engaging the people or even letting them work uh, their technical workers in any part of the world they are rather encouraging it because then they have to continue with their business so diversity and inclusion is one of the important areas and uh, the standards they emphasize in iso there's a separate technical committee now uh, which is uh, focusing on the uh, uh, hr standards and the diversity sta- standards and there's another standard also which uh, takes care of the uh, uh, monitoring and the uh, disclosure of this diversity and inclusion in a more recordable and uh, more measurable
0: terms okay thank you 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 spoke just briefly there a little bit about uh, how the standards play into uh, virtual and flexible working arrangements given given what's going on right now given that we're currently looking at uh, many parts of the world being dominated by remote workers how how can these standards help to educate companies on on the go forward perhaps to your point a moment ago in terms of hiring uh workers again in the future they don't necessarily need to be uh in in your country uh they can be anywhere right and i think people are getting a new sense of uh the benefits of remote working how 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 do the the standards help to educate people in terms of the best ways to to continue with remote workers and, and and the benefits of doing that
1: so for that matter in the first instance there's a need to have a clear guidelines and the beauty of these standards are that they provide a guideline a consistent document since ISO is an organization of it has a membership of 164 countries so almost whole the world is represented over there and then the, uh, when you have a standard it means that there's a the global consensus on it so that document helps you to uh treat the talent as a true uh, I mean say asset in the market because uh, whenever you want to buy an asset you something is being traded in the interest in the market you would like it to meet certain specifications so by using the standards, you can hire people, you can develop people, you can retain people, and you can engage people because the standards lay down the clear parameters and the guidelines and the metrics of uh, performing an, an an activity, for example. Uh, uh, there's a worker and uh, has certain skill set and that skill set has to be defined by certain level of competency. So if someone meets those competencies, it's easy to trade that talent in the global market. It's beneficial for the individual. It is beneficial for the organization. It is beneficial for the countries as well, because then the, you operate beyond the borders and you are able to Uh, provide your services across the world. So in that context, these these HR standards are very, very helpful because uh, say if you have a hiring manager, so somebody who is familiar, uh, if you even consider the existing circumstances, there are a lot of issues uh, with the people uh, uh, face in terms of the unconscious bias or in terms of other issues, you know, dealing with the privacy of the information. So if somebody is qualified and competent on the HR standards would be much effective and much uh, successful in hiring the, managing the hiring practices. But as I said, the hiring is one of the aspect of the HR. Otherwise the HR standards cover the every aspect of the employee life cycle starting from hiring up to the retirement of the uh, employees. And
0: who who are the standards geared towards in terms of companies? Um, are, are is it more for medium to large size organizations? Are there particular industries or sectors that these standards are more applicable for, or is it for everyone?
1: Okay, the, the standard in fact cater for the needs of the every uh, segment of the industry. So if you split the industry into small, medium, and the large organizations, uh. They cater for the needs of the all organization, yes, for example, uh, we have a standard which is developed, which is called one of the human capital reporting standard, I would like to give some more information about that. So it clearly defines that with element of the standard is applicable to the large organization, which is applicable to the small and medium organizations even. It has a distinction of identifying that within the organization whether it should serve the need of the internal stakeholders or the external stakeholders because you have the various stakeholders who look at the performance of the organizations it could be the board of directors it could be the regulators the government agencies uh, the employees the top management uh, even the community that you operate so the beauty of the standard is that they lay down that for whom they are meant and there is a clear guidelines that for whom they uh, they are meant and uh, uh, what are, what are the quarters that should be more concerned about the uh, particular standards.
0: okay and obviously budgets are being cut everywhere right now of course um what would you say to organizations saying yeah of course we want to we want to invest in implementing the right standards uh, these seem great but you know we just don't have the budget right now um, what, what would be your answer in terms of why this is still so important and, and it should be top of mind for, for when companies do re-release their budgets?
1: I think uh, for the organizations, uh, before they think of uh, investing somewhere, they always uh, do a cost-benefit analysis. They have to see that what's the cost of doing it and what's the cost of not doing it. So one of the driver for the standards, uh, not just the HR standard, but the overall standards, is the WTO. World Trade Organization, which encourages the countries and the organizations to comply with the standards to operate into the international market, but Then within the standard, there are some of the uh, called the uh, standard, which are the requirement standards with the organizations or the industry has to comply. And some of them are guidelines. Guidelines are not mandatory requirements, but they help. They are nice to have. And the organization has to think that if they are investing in a particular standard, what are the key benefits they're getting out of it? So you can use them as a good practices. And I've seen the organization that uh, progressive organizations, leading organizations where they, are, they don't have any requirement to uh, or the, any enforcement mechanism to use the standard, but they still think that it is important. And this really helps them to advance the mission of the organization, though they would like to use the standard. But the, obviously, they have to do this cost-benefit analysis to arrive at a decision whether they should go ahead for this or not
0: okay we are coming towards the end of this interview before we wrap things up how, how can our listeners learn more about the iso human resource standards how can they learn more about hr metrics and how can they connect with you
1: i think uh, iso website is the main source and uh, over there uh all uh information is fully available so iso.org is the main source and uh I talked about the, uh, all the standards. One of the things uh, that I would like to highlight additionally that uh, there's a standard which is called the Human Capital Reporting Standard. It's, the, uh, uh, it's a very effective document because, as I uh, mentioned, the stakeholders, the, not everybody in the community, like the board of directors, the regulators, not everyone is concerned about the process. There are certain uh, segments which are concerned about the outcomes. So this human capital reporting standard, which basically comprises of the 58 metrics, and they are divided into the 11 different areas. So the, uh, the organizations, uh, if they use the standard, they, they are in a better position to meet the need of the stakeholders. And to know more about this uh, standard, uh, it is, as I said, uh, the ISO website is the right source to obtain more information
0: perfect and i should just add listeners that um we've recently done a couple of interviews with uh, bruce bolger who also talks about the iso standards so you can learn more there as well on the hr chat podcast but for today that just leads me to say saheed thank you very much for being a guest on this episode
1: thank you so much bill for the opportunity and it's a great honor uh, to be with you today thank you
0: and listeners until next time stay safe